0: Hello and welcome to Mental Rental. I'll take the M5, if you will, because I certainly would love to have that. (laughs) I want the M5! (laughs) (laughs) Sitting across from me at the table, ready to do this recording for Switchblade Sisters commentary. The ever so wonderful milky chocolate that mixes well with my over sugary peanut butter. It's Ricky. How's it going, Ricky?
1: Woo-wee! Not if you was the last immigrant grosser on the planet.
0: Funny. <laughs> Is that going to be our What's thing going where we just? On, man? No, that's too much. That's going to be Who our knows? new thing where we both quilt like black exploitation movies for whatever reason. Mine last time was the actually, I put my weight
1: from, on uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually from um, the David Lee Roth video for Yankee Rose. <laughs> oh Jesus!
0: You know it sure sounded like black exploitation to me, but that may be the new. Yeah, well it's. I was going to say that's going to be the new heavily caffeinated vape that I've been trying. Somebody should not have told me that this existed. Did you know that this is a thing? You can get caffeine in a no. vape now. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my poor wow. heart, man. I'm way too old to be doing this, but what the hell? It's a Friday night when we're hanging out. And we're going to talk about... I just eat pixie pixi sticks, man. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about one of my personal favorite Jack Hill films of all time, The Switchblade Sisters. Which, shockingly enough, was the second thing that you suggested that we cover. Is that because you knew I love the film so much?
1: I think it's just because I love the movie, too, and I just wanted some reason to talk about it. Because it's one of those that, that I don't ever see anybody talking about.
0: Yeah, I think we covered this because uh, Paul from... uh <sighs> Who Will Survive podcast that's also on Legion. I was trying to think if it was oh, him yeah. or not first, but I, I'm, I'm positive it was Paul. He picked it out because that was on the stack. I had bought the German oh. Blu-ray from Subculture Entertainment. It's spelled <laughs> with a K. And make sure that when you look it up, Subculture Entertainment, you put in there like German Blu-ray release or something along those lines. Because otherwise you'll get the visual Kai Band from japan with the same spelling of subculture entertainment ah yeah at least i think that's at least i think that's what they look like judging from the photos they have a bunch of eyeliner and all that kind of stuff so they look like visual k visual Kai, whatever however you pronounce that (laughs) won't be the same uh, movie (laughs) no no it it won't even be a movie it's a band for goodness sakes but uh i i bought the blu-ray release from them and it looks fantastic now what we're doing the commentary over, though, is the Rolling Thunder DVD release because that's a lot more prevalent and a lot of people are going to get be, be able to get their hands on it to sync it up, so... Yeah. That's definitely the one we and, want and to kind of go that, with there.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what led to this conversation as well because when you and I were just throwing out ideas of you know the movies we love and stuff, obviously Rolling Thunder came into focus, which... Maybe our oh. next one. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it.
0: I love Rolling Thunder. That is an oh, amazing Me film. Me too.
1: Yeah. And I think be- because of that, because of Rolling Thunder Pictures, you know, being kind of the the logo that Tarantino ran with when he started re- reproducing these films, and and uh, hey, Switchblade Sisters, why not?
0: You know. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely all for it. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, so uh, I-, I think that's that's how it kind of came about.
0: Yeah, and you know, us doing this because it's the Legion pa- uh, Legion podcast Patreon thing that we wanted to kind of support the Legion Patreon, and also because it's just kind of an excuse for you and I to hang out and talk about movies that we love and try and snag oh, some yeah. people into <laughs> watching them along with us and having a good old time. Because I mean, it's it's more fun to kind of experience it together as almost like a group, even though one of the person in the group or multiple multiple people listen to a podcast together. To do this uh commentary, you know, we we can all just kind of hang out and enjoy the film together, which is something that really appeals to me to do this kind of thing.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, this is something that I haven't done a whole lot of, but the more I do it, the more I'm like, man, this is this is what it's all about. I mean, I love the podcasting thing and talking about it, but sitting down with your friends and actually getting to watch something together is really the core of all of it. It's why we do podcasts because we love these flicks and I think uh nothing showcases that better than just getting together and, you know, making some popcorn and watching these movies again or or, you know, vaping some caffeine
0: with your- <laughs>
1: What have you, whatever it is. It's already
0: it's already messing up my brain. I better back off of it a little bit and just switch over to my straight uh, energy drink instead, which is also a mistake. Don't do the two things together.
2: Can you help me? My doctor says I have to take a lexative.
0: <laughs> All right, so the storyline that we're going to kind of go through real quick. The Dagger Debs is the gang of snarling girls led by Lace and Maggie is their newest member. Now, Lace will always constantly talk through her teeth without even opening her (laughs) mouth completely. (laughs) But because Maggie's got her own special style and she's a bit of an ass kicker, she kind of gets Lace's eye, and Lace starts to really befriend her and start to get into her a little bit and dig her. Not in, like, the lesbian kind of way, although there are overtones of that. It seems like Lace has some feelings she doesn't want to deal with, but... At the same time, is jealous of Maggie, um, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. uh, well, all right, let's let's just let's just lay it all out here. Switchblade Sisters <laughs> is essentially Othello with a lady girl gang. Yep. That's basically what the Absolutely. plot structure is.
1: <laughs> um, yep. I mean, it, that's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, the Dagger Dabs are basically the supporting girl gang that dates the Silver Daggers. And the Silver Daggers turn out to be a bunch of useless, worthless cowards, so the ladies kick them to the curb and become a gang known as the Jezebels. And that's when shit gets real with this stuff, all because of this this whole like Othello plot that we were just mentioning.
1: Right. This is way before Wonder Woman, so y'all talking about you've never seen a strong woman in a movie before— Where have you been? (laughs) Jack Hill's got a bunch of them.
0: Yeah, that's the thing that Jack Hill does really well. Now, he's got quite a few missteps, and we're going to see one of them here in this film that we're going to talk about that kind of goes against his very feministic message. But in a lot of his films, that does exist. And I think the strongest females he may have written are in this and then obviously anything with Pam Greer, because he's done some amazing films with Pam Greer. (laughs)
1: <laughs> pam, who's pam greer I, I don't i don't know pam greer uh is that somebody you're a fan of or something
3: holy shit she's a friend of mine <laughs>
0: <laughs> you better know who pam greer is represent i know you're just messing with me to see if you can get me to freak out but <laughs> uh <laughs> you know what i think we've kind of beat around the bush talking about things about this movie why don't we go ahead and get this started what do you say ricky
1: Yep, let's just go ahead and get in the bush. All right. So, oh! <laughs> all
0: right. We are all queued up right now on your screen. You should see a Rolling Thunder picture, just without the hook or anything like that. And that's at 000 on the DVD file. So, if everybody's ready to go, well, you better be because three, <laughs> two, one, play. <laughs> so, as Ricky mentioned, nice job. Rolling Thunder is actually the movie that was the main influence for Rolling Thunder Pictures. I think he just kind of took the title. That's something Tarantino's really good at doing, taking the title of a different movie and making his own on top of it.
1: Actually, you're going to see a lot of things he pulled out of this movie that he's used in other movies. So, uh, and, and that's the way he operates, and and that's not a problem. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it too. But man, there's a lot of stuff that uh, he pulls from Jack Hill. Even even dialogue, the way he writes it, is even you know kind of reflective of what Jack would do.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, he's not made any kind of secret about how Jack Hill was a big influence on him. So it's not a big surprise that Jack Hill was the influence that he was. I mean, especially if you know the, the little bit of the history about Tarantino working at a uh, a video store for a good portion of his life, and that's kind of how he got his start and all of that. So, I don't right. think it, I don't think it'd yeah. be a bit of a shock. Now, this intro is all just a bunch of still photography that they then optically zoom in and move around on. <laughs> it's a cool old-fashioned <laughs> technique, and they found a way to do this to do the optical printing to make this. It's a little bit better than your standard uh, black screen with credits going over top of it because a lot of it is photography of the girls from the gang, and you almost kind of get the feeling like maybe, just maybe, these are production stills and behind-the-scenes stills that they decided to reuse. Because I wouldn't put that past Jack Hill. <laughs> All right, the actress known as Robbie Robbie. Lee. This is the lady who talks constantly with her teeth clenched the entire time. Uh. Yeah, because
1: she was a voice actress, too, later on. She did a lot of voices for a lot of cartoons and stuff back in the day.
0: I did not know that. I remember her from, is it uh, Big Mama? Or the one with Angie Dickinson. It was a Roger Corman flick was the other one that she was in. Yeah, Big
1: Bad Mama.
0: Big Bad Mama, right. And she was Angie Dickinson's daughter in that. Um, And she Mm -hmm. actually was able to fully open her mouth when she enunciated and spoke. So I don't know what she's (laughs) doing in this film when she acts like that. And we're not the only ones to comment on that that's just kind of like you she, know, did
1: a lot, she, she did a lot of voices on the rainbow bright cartoon
0: oh I can totally see <laughs> that she's got that kind of like higher pitched voice that would work good for those kind of characters Go and ahead. if you if you pay attention here you can kind of tell she's checking herself out but you notice she's focusing on her abdomen folks there's a reason for that
4: <laughs> wait listen
0: if you listen in the background, the cartoon music is the exact same music that they did in Who Framed Roger Rabbit whenever they were editing a cartoon when uh, Eddie Valiant comes running in. got
3: 40 bucks in cash. For food. For the
4: whole week. Oh, I sympathize. I, I really do. Wait. Please. No, I
2: don't
0: think so. I really do, but I'm taking your TV. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't sympathize at all, but he really does.
2: And I hope you roast in hell. Thank
4: you. Thank you. Nice so kid. this whole
0: thing, like uh, he's showing the peace. This whole thing is he's saying the computer says you're delinquent, you're delinquent. But in reality, I think he's just squeezing her down for more money because he's kind of like a yeah. slumlord loan guy. And it's all for the TV. And she needs that TV to babysit her kids because she ain't doing it herself. That's right. Priorities, man. <laughs> so just to talk a little bit about Jack Hill, Ricky, do you remember what your first Jack Hill film that you knowingly was watching as a Jack Hill film? Spider Baby. That's really interesting. Me too. Uh, I had watched other ones like uh, Big Bird Cage and uh, some Pam Greer stuff right. like Foxy Brown and everything. But at the time, I actually had no idea who Jack Hill was. I just was watching it because I was obsessed with Pam Greer. Sure, Justifiably and that, that's so. That's kind of the
1: same story with me too. Yeah, because you you know you end up going back and you hear about you know the movie that is Spider Baby and you know how odd it is. So. You take the chance on that, and then you start seeing that style. And, and, again, you can start putting the pieces together, and it runs throughout all of his movies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. His directing style is very unique, and he definitely has some of the same kind of things that you would refer to like an auteur having for his style uh-huh. and the way that he does things. And, yeah, I'm going to say Jack Hill is an auteur. And uh, when I met Joe Bob Briggs, he did a, he hosted, actually, a, uh, a movie night thing, he did two different films that uh like two different nights of the week here at the local alamo draft house and i got to speak with him i got my courage up and i got to talk to him and i started talking about jack hill movies because he noticed the shirt that i had on which was my switchblade sisters and uh he's like oh so you're a jack hill fan you know and I, i went yeah 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 and i was like i even had this conversation with somebody where i was arguing if uh, someone thought that Walter Hill was more feministic and less misogynistic than Jack Hill, and he goes, "How could they even say that?" <laughs> <laughs> it was just pretty. Twelfth
1: week of garbage strike.
0: Yeah, that was a thing, man. That, that I mean, that was big yeah. in like the late seventies. There was a whole bunch of garbage places striking constantly. Yeah. So
1: here you go, folks. Here's your here's your gang
0: the lady known as Donut I think is actually let me let me look it up to make sure I got a, I mentioned it before when we were we did the coverage yeah Donut is Kitty Bruce that's Lenny Bruce the comedian Lenny yeah. Bruce's daughter how amazing is that right yeah and uh, here we see Donna from that 70 shows dad <laughs> that's right yeah
1: Bob yeah yeah
4: hell of a fox, baby. Joe let's have some burgers for the ladies.
0: Oh, Dominic. Could you
4: maybe pay for
0: on this time? This poor guy. He's asking, he's begging for them just to pay for it.
5: <laughs>
0: What's really funny about this, she gets this money that's supposed to be her mom's money to feed her brothers and sisters. And instead of taking it back to her mom or, giving it back. or making sure that her brothers and sisters actually get fed, she uses it to feed her gang one day just to be this big hotshot after she robs the guy. It really breaks my heart to see Kitty Bruce being treated like this. Now, I'm not sure who. Who's going to be picking? I was going to say, I'm not there's sure.
1: Picking orders always in the gang. Yeah. So.
0: I'm not sure who Kitty Bruce's mother actually is um if it's okay so i just looked it up it says that she is sally marr's granddaughter and the daughter of comedian letty bruce but it doesn't say who her mother specifically was yeah so i'm going to assume that it wasn't the stripper that he was kind of dating slash married to for a while <laughs> i'm not I'm going i'm gonna assume that that wasn't her Oh, that's Whoa. crazy. She was briefly engaged to Freddie Prince. <laughs> Just to give you a little bit of trivia. Wow. Isn't that crazy? New around and Joanna Nail here as Maybe. Maggie. Like the table. You were mentioning Quentin Tarantino's influence, The Eye Patch here? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. That's. Kill Bill, anyone? Yeah. Well, and also, I think another movie that we've been talking about possibly doing was a bigger influence on The Eye Patch for The Vengeance and that is Mm -hmm. they call her one eye um, because that's one of the things that was definitely a big influence on tarantino too yeah (laughs) she throws salt in her one good eye uses (laughs) her jacket to knock the knife out of the way (laughs) that is badass i don't know if this fighting technique would actually work (laughs) but in this world it looks badass and it works (laughs)
2: water!
0: and this technique of using these fashion belts as weapons too like bolos to trip people up and other types of weaponry i mean i've never seen that in another movie being used so effectively and it works so well because these ladies could get away with wearing these kind of belts for fashion
1: sure well check out donuts necklace back there you
0: ate with the gang? People just. Well, and these little, like, applets on the side of uh, Robbie Lee's coat that look like tinfoil that was just scrunched up over top of something. Yeah. <laughs> she has something similar to that in her hair later on in the movie that's really cool. It's almost like a Princess Leia look. Oh. They
1: want a hamburger, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's a police emergency. That's why I mean, all the
1: sirens. <laughs>
0: when people actually pay, it's seventy-five cents.
2: I'm damn sure I want to go through it.
1: So there you go. They didn't kill the guy earlier. They they actually just roughed him up a little bit and embarrassed him.
0: I think they should have cut him up a little they bit. Don't ki- yeah, they
1: don't kill him unless they just have to.
0: I love her tiger knives the switchblades in this are what's known as tiger knives they're side knives with a swing guard i'm a switchblade aficionado so these things are great i have not been able to find a tiger knife like this um for very affordable price those are pretty pricey particularly if you want to get one that's like vintage from around this era
1: Yeah, what was And in the 70s, cops were really stupid. They they just, you know, believed everything you said.
0: <laughs> I don't think this guy fell for it, and I also don't think that ever ended.
1: <laughs> oh, here we go. Everybody
0: up. You know, I just did Reformed Schoolgirls on my show, Cinema Psyops, and most of Reformed mm. Schoolgirls follows the tone from this film. I wonder how Absolutely. heavily they borrowed from it for this
1: absolutely well that that was a 80s version of of this
0: oh yeah it was a little more hyped up and a little more cornball but what it did have in its side that made it a benefit was of course the ever wonderful wendy O.
1: (laughs) absolutely yeah but even the lady that's
0: in charge of the guards here is even kind of the same character oh yeah edna from reform school girl is basically this same template i mean Jack Hill did a lot of these women in prison films, and he did pretty much all the best ones that came out of the yeah. Roger Corman camp were his thing. That's right.
2: Let me see your hands. Yeah.
0: He definitely did a lot of the great ones. Oh, okay, so the lesbianism that they were mentioning on the tags for this actually comes in this scene with the prison guard, which is pretty much a cliche at this point. The reform school girl's dormitory matron who likes ladies and is predatory about it. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The
2: gang spoils it for good girls like you who get in here by mistake.
0: That ain't no good girl. I love that Patch... Has a butterfly to try and make her patch look just a little bit prettier. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ooh, there's some really homophobic slurs in this film. We had one earlier, and now we've got a second one. Oh no,
2: you don't. Put her down,
0: girls. It, it was the '70s, man. That <laughs> doesn't make it okay. It just made it generally acceptable. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I should probably not mention that this lady looks an awful lot like my grandma.
1: <laughs> she kind of looks, like, uh, looks like Porky's.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's something that I mentioned when I covered Reform School Girls. Uh, Ball Bricker, the lady who plays ballbricker yeah. I believe is Nancy Pearson or Parsons or something along those lines? And then the lady that's in Reform School yeah, Girls that she- looks like her is Pat Ast. And then they have this lady too. It's like a type that they keep using.
1: I was saying she actually looked like Porky himself.
0: <laughs> <the> <laughs> oh, that's wrong. I shouldn't have laughed at that. <laughs> oh, I'm sure
1: that toilet was clean.
0: Oh, that toilet swish is pretty bad. I mean that's that's pretty visceral and effective. And a lot with a lot of Jack Hill's films, you don't really know how much they're actually going for it and hitting each other and connecting. Right. But he has a really good way of filming violence to make it look like it's actually happening. And you had sure. men- you'd mentioned Spider Baby, which was pretty much his first big picture that he did. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that one has a lot of really gruesome violence in it that feels very yeah. real. And he used so many... <laughs> oh! Free boob there. <laughs> There's a stuntman that they're beating on, obviously here, but that's okay. The plunger yeah. thing to the face is great. <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> so, would this be your favorite Jack Hill film, or do you think you like like a Foxy Brown or something like that? I,
1: I really like this one. Uh, of course, it's Total Grindhouse, my my kind of flick, you know. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, I just, yeah, I just, I love this one.
0: I think Coffee and Foxy Brown are probably like my second and third, and I think I like Coffee just a little bit more than Foxy. Uh, Spider yeah. Baby is probably my fourth, and then this is my absolute favorite Jack Hill film of all time. Uh, yeah, I caught it at just the right time, and it, it just spoke to me. I got it as soon as it hit DVD, and I hadn't seen it you know, prior to that, and I absolutely fell in love with it. You got a new yep. on the is this the version that you
1: got? Was the uh, the Rolling Thunder one, is that the first version you saw of it?
0: Uh, yeah, I always thought that I had maybe seen it on VHS or something along those lines, but I mean, for sure, the, yeah. the first time I know that I'd seen it And knew what it was was this and then this is under so many different titles i mean the imdb title changes depending upon which time you look it up sometimes it'll be the jezebels because that was the original title right now it's under maggie stiletto sisters but switchblade sisters is the best title that you're gonna get
1: and that's the thing is they kept changing the name because they would they keep showing it in theaters and it and it wasn't making a pull so they would change the name and Course, this is during the, the drive-in era. So they found out that when they yeah, changed the Switchblade sisters that people were going to see it. So, you know, that's how it stuck.
0: And that's a technique that they still used right up until the Internet oh, yeah. era came in and ruined it for everybody. They wouldn't allow that to happen anymore in yeah. the Internet era. Hell
1: yeah. Now it's back to, you know, basic artwork and stuff because you see the same kind of image on every horror, you know, blu-ray box or whatever now where it's the same kind of (laughs) cgi looking figure for every movie you know
0: (laughs) yeah i blame more photoshop for that because they still did like painted portraits and things like that for the longest time for posters um they did develop formulas and everything but i mean the poster that you'll see on imd for this one for the switchblade sisters that's the one that the subculture entertainment has for its cover and that is the greatest fucking poster ever it's so well done and it's I mean, if anything, if anybody's going to take anything away from this podcast, it's hire artists to paint your portraits and for posters again, <laughs> for your movies. Like, really paint them out and make them really cool and designed and keep them away from Photoshop. Right.
5: Come on, Tramp, let's move it. Take care of yourself,
0: okay? You too. So do you have a feeling that Patches is actually in love with... uh Robbie Lee's character of Lace here, and that's why she's so jealous of Joanna Nail. Uh,
1: Maggie, <laughs> uh, I, not early. I, I think that's kind of what it leads to eventually, but I don't think that's kind of where it really. Yeah, well, of th- course she's wanting her knocked off, but I think there's a lot of reasons why. It's kind of like the it's the whole Clockwork Orange thing. Nobody comes in here and you know tries to take over my spot as the lead in this group.
0: Yeah, she was, she was laces right hand man and now patch is being put to the wayside because she got defeated and embarrassed and like we were talking about earlier it's totally othello almost (laughs) oh yeah yeah although it's not like uh, later on in jealousy robbie lee's character lace doesn't end up killing dom not intentionally like she doesn't strangle him in anger Although, how amazing would that have been to see with her teeth clenched?
3: <laughs> you should have stayed! <laughs>
0: Just, like, strangled him. Well, we're all brothers here. If you go, it's gonna be bad! Gonna be
1: bad! Yeah, that's, that's definitely
0: she, coming up. <laughs> and then she strangles him when he tries to go. That would be perfect, right? <laughs>
5: you to read Hey, that's not for you!
0: Donna's dad was kind of a dick in his teens, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. I want to see so the way these guys are dressed is really typical late 70s, early 80s. Especially the t-shirts tucked in with the sleeves rolled up and then the blue jeans. Mm-hmm. Everybody yep, my greaser look. Yeah, everybody my dad hung out with dressed like that. Sometimes with a leather jacket, sometimes not. They were either truck drivers or bikers or... Guys that my dad worked with in the welding shop that he worked with worked in when I grew up.
1: <laughs> it's it's that you know that generational thing where you know you think about for some reason when Sha Na and all that was happening around this point, everybody was infatuated with the 50s again. So the guys were starting to dress with rolling up the sleeves, wearing the leather jackets. Even to some point, even greasing back the hair a bit. But, yeah, that's kind of where that trend started. And then the other side of it, if you take this guy's red shirt and throw a little skinny tie, then you're moving into, you know, the, the new wave look.
0: Yeah, that's a so good point. So we're right
1: here at the brink of all that.
0: And I also kind of think, too, with this sort of greaser revival look that we're talking about, uh Na Na is definitely a big influence of that, but we can't take away the influence that Happy Days had on people wanting to relive oh, yeah, that yeah. nostalgia in the... In the 50s and things yeah. like that, in the 70s. And we're seeing that nowadays too. You know, people are going back to the 80s quite a bit.
1: Well, sure. And that's it's always that relative thing. It's 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 a weird thing because as a kid, you always, you know, whatever your parents were into somehow is an influence to you. So my parents were, you know, 50s and 60s. So we would have, in the 80s, you had sock hops and stuff where you're still dressing like the 60s or whatever. And then, you know, my daughter's infatuated with the 80s because she grew up with me as a parent who said, no, this was the cool stuff, you know. And that's how that generational thing works.
0: Mine was kind of – there were people that were obsessed with the 70s, like music and things like that. In the generation that I was in high school in the 90s and things, I was more obsessed with the movies from this era and everybody else, like like the underground movies of this era. I kept looking up and everybody else kind of just stopped with like staying alive or – you know, a taxi driver kind of thing or something along those lines of late 70s, early 80s. Like, that was their era that they were obsessed with, but for the more pop culture stuff. And then, I guess, and it's a lot of, like, our nostalgia boom that we have now affects the generation ahead of us because they're like, well, that was okay, but this next thing just after what you're obsessed with is cool. You know, like, I'm terrified of the kids that are going to be obsessed with the 90s this next decade. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, this is the scene I was talking about that uh, is kind of... I don't, I hate to use the term problematic because I know that's kind of a, a, a hot-button word for people, but essentially what's going on here is he is raping her, and then the way that this is portrayed is that she starts to like it and attacks him back. And that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Even Jack Hill himself said that he feels that this was a mistake. Uh, I think he was trying to establish how much of a bastard Dominic was, but the way that he had Joanna Hill reacting to it wasn't good because she ends up kind of, I don't know, almost in... not I don't want to say enjoying it, but she ends up, you know, deciding that she's going to almost develop a relationship if it weren't for Lace with this guy, which, I don't know, I just have an issue with, and it always bugs me, but I know it's just there to make Dominic look like the real bastard that he is.
1: Well, it's also to give you the, you know, even... it's also the bad girl thing, you know, you're, you're fighting and resisting it. Then all of a sudden you're kind of giving in because she's a bad girl, you know? So there's that thing too. So it's, it's kind of, I don't know. It's just a weird time for that kind of stuff, but that's what made these movies stand out. You could do that in these exploitation things because nobody else was doing that. So they are pushing it as far as they could. That was the whole point of these movies.
0: Yeah. I mean, they're talking about unwanted pregnancies. They're forcing you to deal with the dynamics of a relationship with, this whole rape sequence that happens here
1: i mean obviously this this stuff happened you know (laughs) still does so you know that's again that's kind of where the exploitation stuff was really strong because they weren't afraid to open the door and say hey you know life's not all goody-goody these these things happen
0: Yeah, they had a darker edge. They were more based in reality, almost a hyper reality, particularly particularly Jack Hill's films. I mean, he has a lot of really gruesome, dark stuff in his films that are very much things that would happen to you. I mean, like what poor Pam Greer has to go through with Foxy and Coffee. (laughs) Yeah. You know, but there's always this thing where she has a repercussion for something that she does. She still comes out on top, but she ends up losing something whether it's the person that she loves or in some cases also being sexually assaulted I think that's more the era of the films the late 70s there's a lot of sexual assault in film it's because of that same territory you're talking about that risque thing that you're not going to get in mainstream that they're going to do here for you to have something that. and that's
1: what so that's what sold these movies I mean that's you know bottom line when people were cranking out these movies for drive-ins and stuff that's that's what they were promoting.
0: I love this gag where they replace his handkerchief with girls' panties. <laughs> you don't notice it at first, but you just saw it right there where they swapped it out. This is odd she's actually opening her mouth the whole way when she talks. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with that. <laughs> So now she's bringing
1: her into the fold.
0: Well, she's shown that she can handle herself, and they clearly need her with them and not against them, because she could deal on the whole gang probably by herself. Maggie's a tough bird.
2: Harold, if you start that today, I'll yeah yeah you what hit me? Come on, chicken ass!
0: I'm warning you. (laughs) this was more your era than mine ricky was chicken ass actually a pretty common uh insult that people would throw around back then no no
1: (laughs) but these kind of things these kind of things did happen though
0: (laughs) oh yeah bad kids happen in every generation i actually saw
1: i saw a teacher flip a kid over in his desk you know
0: (laughs) but he was asking for it you know i like that the girls are actually that's right i'm here to learn yeah i like how the girls are actually the ones that are doing this to keep the class in order that's another thing that's really interesting about this film that we hadn't seen before the gangs run the schools but they have a deal with the principal to be able to get away with some of the things that they do but they also keep the order at the same time where they're like security and they just have this deal with the principal for that that's such a weird idea
2: money all right
0: yeah
4: you my man you gonna play sweetheart uh, all right come on you cheap skates this i got three to
0: one on donut come on who's going for little easy money you gonna play sweetheart? yeah that chain that donut's wearing is pretty come awesome Get out yeah all right come on who's
1: next hey, check Let's out dude's pants away. back there <laughs> <laughs> Come
0: on, yeah, you yeah. You i love the opposite checker go. patterns that come he's wearing on. here that's pretty crazy <laughs> <laughs>
4: just cost me 30 bucks.
2: Jesus,
1: Hook, I'm sorry. It was an accident. (laughs) She gets smacked all the time and everyone reacts to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the poor girl's getting beat up all the time and just knowing that she's Lenny Bruce's daughter breaks my heart. There
4: he is. Stuff's pretty good. Yeah, why do we have to smoke my bag all the time and not yours? Hey, baby. I didn't know you were out.
1: Yep, just got out fresh.
0: I think it's pretty funny that that guy has that whole comment about how we got to smoke. Why we always got to smoke my stuff and not yours?
1: (laughs) I mean, you see that she's she's over there groping him right there in public, so. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it looks like she was tweaking all around to the back door there, trying to ring the doorbell. Yeah.
1: And again, I mean, you know, you you didn't see these things in in regular movies. Uh, That's the
0: crowd you were kind of catering to with this stuff. The guy's smoking a joint right in front of the principal, and the guy's coming to have, the principal's having like a sit-down meeting like he's talking to Michael Corleone here with Dominic.
1: (laughs) That's that's basically what it is, man. They're running this school. I love that he, he even offers him a joint. Yeah, I was
0: just gonna say, yeah, he just <laughs> offered him a joint. That's amazing.
4: Yeah, we're gonna smoke his ass if you don't quit muscle in our territory. I thought we might bury the hatchet.
3: Yeah, right in his marbles.
0: Also another interesting <laughs> another interesting plot point idea too. Budget cuts are causing inner city schools to be condensed. So that more students are being packed into more classes, you know, try and save Mm -hmm. some money and things like that. This is way ahead of its time because that's not something that I really remember hearing about all the time that I was growing up or mentioned that this was happening as much. But it's a big thing now.
1: Well, consolidations were happening around my area way back
0: when I was in school. Yeah, it's pretty sad that they would close a bunch of these institutions and just basically, I mean children are supposed to be the future because they're going to be the next generation to come in and take over the jobs of the people that are retiring and yet they keep undercutting their ability to do that that's pretty much what causes people like dom So, does Patch's design change? Does she just change out stickers on her patch Cause one Yeah, I
1: think she yeah, I think she just puts a different uh well, that's still the butterfly. That's the there, same butterfly, right?
0: yeah. I was kind of wondering if that would be like a motif that they would do, but I'm pretty sure that they just have a patch that they put a butterfly on.
2: What's it to you?
4: The new one's a real fox, ain't she? Yeah.
2: yeah. Why don't you take her off my back, man? <laughs> uh, the What do you mean, hands-off? Says who?
4: Nothing, uh, look, I gotta split. I'll catch you later. Wait
2: a minute, genius. Okay. Let's, uh, let's talk. Uh, Who says hands-off, dude?
1: I don't believe it. Those old <laughs> swipes, you know, going from scene to scene.
0: What's really crazy is when they did those in film, they had to plan them out because they had to optically print it that way to make those wipes happen. Right. So, so that was like yeah. a big thing to have something like that back then. Nowadays, you see them all the time because they can do it in software. I mean, like iMovie and Final Cut Pro has plenty of cooler stuff than what this film could do. But the side wipe and the star wipe and all that other kind of stuff that you used to see back in the day, that was something. And that took a lot of work. Your yeah.
1: Something else that something is uh, the belt Nail that she's wearing there looks a lot
0: like Gene Simmons' piece. <laughs> yeah, the stud work on it and stuff. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. And we were talking about the Othello plot that this has going on with it. And it's all right here. She's laying it out like, hey,
3: mm-hmm.
0: she's sleeping with Dom. She's stealing your man. She's trying to steal your gang. And you're just letting it happen.
5: That before,
1: and I'm still
0: on top. Before. those old pull tab beer cans no, no, oh where it comes all the way off and then you have that sharp piece of metal you can cut yourself with that's yeah. classic you know what that means? joanna or not joanna nail but robbie lee here is definitely doing a lot of her acting through her teeth when she gets angry you see it here in this scene quite a bit yeah It's a weird choice for Patch to put the strap for her eye patch over top of her hair and not underneath it <laughs> on that yeah. one side. More of those uh, Tiger Knife style side swing guard action where the swing guard of the switchblade goes out when the knife opens up. Got a l- Dude in the jean vest there. Kind of has the Beretta
1: look going on. <laughs>
0: Does this look like a rundown, like, hangar, to you or just a warehouse?
1: It's like an old warehouse to yeah. me.
0: I don't remember the warehouses having the rounded yeah, roofs yeah. as much back then.
1: Well, that's where, they're, that's where those lift doors are for your garage doors. You can see all those pallets and stuff stacked up back there. So this is just a warehouse they probably used after hours.
0: Or it might just have been an abandoned place that they, you know, set up a bunch of other sets in and then they just tore the sets down to do this. Because co- co- there's a couple there's a couple spots in uh, other scenes where it looks like it's just sets that they built, and I wouldn't doubt that they were built in this same warehouse. Stop
4: me from ripping off what I want like I did before.
5: You try that again, and they'll be picking steel out of your ass all the way to the hospital.
0: He just basically said, give me what I want or I'm going to take it. He just threatened to rape her again if she doesn't just give him sex, regardless of the fact that he's in a relationship yeah. with Lace. don't that's a gang man that's 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 the way they handled business Dom's a scumbag yep
4: Alright, everybody shut up and listen now who can we made up our minds Krabs is gonna show up Tuesday with his goons at school I want everybody to be cool you just do your thing
1: at school and if you don't interfere we got no problem <laughs> none of these guys <laughs> look even close to age enough to be in school <laughs>
0: I mean, even if they failed, like, a shitload, they look like they're in their late 20s, early 30s. Like, this would have to be the worst inner city school to let people this obviously older go to there. But this was also the era with all of that meat being consumed and lots of cigarettes and, you know, they're drinking heavy. They're probably doing hard drugs, so they all look a lot older than they are. You two already met, huh?
4: Yeah, we already met. Nice to have you around.
5: Me too.
0: Robbie Lee and Joanna Nail as Lace and Maggie are pretty much the only people in this whole scene that look as though they could possibly be in high school.
1: Yeah. Anyone object?
2: Wait a minute. I don't object, but she ain't one of because
0: she pulls a job. More a lace with her freaking strap for her eye patch over top of her hair.
1: Steely Dan my <laughs> <stand> up there. <laughs> come on. Hey, come on, you gonna play I some Fog Hat. <laughs>
2: we used to be tough. If she's gonna be tested, make it a real test. Try me. Okay, Maggie.
5: <laughs> you bring us the medallion that crap wears around
0: his neck. Oh, this medallion thing—that's crazy when it baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I really like this dress that she has on I think she looks really cute in this. And I like how she's playing sweet and innocent. This is the set I was talking about that feels like it's in the warehouse because we'll see later with the cheap walls and everything. (laughs) But it looks like they built it on maybe one of the outside or an actual existing wall and then painted this set to match to make it look like an office more.
1: Yes, it's it's obviously a set. There's no doubt about that.
0: Even the poster's not fully secured to the wall in the back there. You see where it's just taped at the top and it's hanging? Yeah. Yeah. I believe the doors probably oh, back yeah. there um, that you can see is an actual office door and probably the water cooler thing is probably part of it. But it feels like they closed off a hallway for this little fake oh, office that's connect. supposed to be crabs. Well, the office. Yeah. They needed the fake walls. It's we'll see connect. later. Oh,
5: yes. He's the one. I'm sure he can help me. Therefore, due to the cost of federal funding...
0: <laughs> I love how just off to our, the right here, this guy just put away a, a freaking M-16 and he's uh, taking out another one. Yeah, <laughs> yep.
4: We feel, no, no, strike that. We're forced to request.
1: A we day got Seals and Croft over here. <laughs> in the far t- corner up against the, the, uh,
0: the lockers there. The one guy I was actually thinking looked like Gallagher. I was waiting for him to pull out a big mallet and destroy the, uh, yeah, the melon with it.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'll be right there.
0: Connections are not our friends tonight.
1: Well, yeah, I know it. How do you do?
4: My name is Mr. Kravitz,
0: and this is my associate. So Krabs' medallion is a bolo tie. <laughs> right? It's a bolo tie, isn't it? And it's a Nazi bolo tie. How fucked up is that? <laughs> Almost as messed up as his pants and that guy next to him shirt.
4: Phew. <laughs> Just a rough idea. I love
0: the way Joanna Nail is playing this right now, where she's yeah. purposely displaying her body at him as best she can, but playing it like she sweet and look. innocent, like that's not what she means to do. All right. Yes.
4: Yeah. Well, if you could step. And we're kind of pre-mullet here
1: too with this hairdo that's the ass guy Yeah, that's body. pretty terrible. <laughs> Yeah, that's getting, that's getting really close to just being slicked yeah. down on the sides a little bit and you got a mullet going
0: on. It looks as though he put a motorcycle helmet on and just said, cut it all around this. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little bit like the Reverend Mooney in that poster, doesn't he? Well, <laughs> That's a bolo tie, goddammit. That's not a necklace. <laughs> Why are they trying to pass this off as a necklace, Ricky? It's bugging me. I think they were just doing whatever they could get away with. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't have the budget for anything else.
2: Oh, really?
0: You can tell this is totally a set. If you look in the far corner on the... Over the right shoulder of crabs in the next when they show it again you can see the seam where they actually like screwed it together and taped the wall there you can actually see the two by four where they got it built and then it's screwed to the other wall yeah he said for me to
5: tell you that he met with weasel and that the deal's okay you can have half no problem
1: puffy sleeves
5: the icing on the deal. You're the icing on the
3: deal. <laughs> 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 Dominic
0: does have a... He's like a really sleazy, rapey Paul Schaefer <laughs> with hair. Up, <laughs> 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 right. oh, Cigarette burn. We're getting a real change here. Oh, yeah. And real change here. That's a great edit right there where they cut yeah. to her for that.
1: <laughs> well, that's the whole point. That's what she's supposed to... I think she's supposed to take that I meant back, his, right? I meant his hand gestures. Was, was he, there? like,
0: signaling, like, oh, pop out the boobs? It
1: no, oh, yeah. No, no, Without a no, doubt.
0: No, no, no time, here.
4: No time. Right now, I'm just going to settle for something quick.
0: Uh, everybody who's watching this will never see Paul Schaefer the same after I refer to him as a sleazy, rapey <laughs> Paul Schaefer with hair.
1: <laughs> he actually looks more like... Uh, uh, the guy that's on, uh, just one of the guys, that's the the boyfriend that, or the guy that she, oh yeah, refuses to like, but eventually, yeah, that was. particular
0: actor, oh uh, yeah, the guy that's all into James all, Brown and shit,
1: he was up, uh, right, he was also in the uh, G versus, yeah, e. God,
0: I love that show, God, there you go. That's totally hardboard. They bought cheap, hard compressed cardboard. Hardboard, put just like a couple to, two by fours up. They didn't even paint that side of it when she broke in. I don't
1: know. I think it's yeah, just
0: cardboard. <laughs> it may just be spray painted cardboard too. It sure looked like it could be. I was trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that they would they would know to buy at least hardboard to make it look somewhat convincing. Yeah, if you look on that one wall in the corner when they were playing cards there that was a, a a solid wood sort of plywood wall that they probably could have built that set into that they probably had an office in the far corner of this same building i'm just it's just speculation but it just feels like they would do that it's very possible now if everybody remembers earlier when she yanked it off of his neck she actually broke the cords and now they're back together whole again. <laughs> Who is Dom reminding me of in this shot? What
4: would you have to do to get it?
1: it's hard to it's hard to know uh, sometimes I get flashes of like uh the bad guy that was in Christine the guy that was the bully yeah at the, the John group.
0: Travolta knockoff guy yeah totally I yeah. could see that
1: yeah
0: Huntingham <laughs> <laughs> I really love lace's like little lacy tank top thing here that's like her signature outfit I dig that shirt it's pretty yeah. neat
2: Baby, just 20 more bucks.
0: <laughs> god this guy's a scumbag
3: <laughs>
0: cooking in the girl's room
4: <sighs>
0: I gotta get back to chemistry class he picks his wallet and throws him in there anyway
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: Hey, baby. I'll take 10. We'll have a better time.
0: <laughs> and he keeps the wallet anyway.
4: I, <laughs> be a shame if we had
1: a I mean, I'm going to be honest. If these guys were coming up and this was the gang that was threatening my territory, I don't think I'd be too worried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they look like the nitty gritty bur- dirt band. <laughs>
0: And that guy in the leather vest is the one that I was mentioning earlier that I thought looked like Gallagher. It was waiting for him to pull out a mallet and hit the me- hit like a melon with it. Yeah, I made the joke earlier, but Skype cut me off, and I don't think you heard me. Our audience heard it twice, though, at least.
1: Oh man!
0: i was just thinking that he totally looks like a young
4: Carlos Santana,
0: mustache and all. Did you ever hear that story of Carlos Santana talking about playing Woodstock on, like, way too many mushrooms? He said his guitar strings felt like they were rubber bands, but he was keeping going with it, and nobody seemed to notice that he wasn't, like, you know, he wasn't able to really tell how he was playing. That's trippy, man, just thinking about that. Oh, that's a hurtful homophobic slur. (laughs) <laughs> it's really crazy that these folks are wearing the same outfits over and over again in the movie it's almost like they didn't have the budget for them yeah. to have multiple outfits yeah, you see that a lot in these movies.
1: You know, you don't it's one of those things you don't really think about, but you're going, "Wait a minute, this is four or five days gone by and we're still wearing the same stuff."
0: You know. Well, usually it's written in really well to the plot. And in this case, you could think, "Well, they're poor inner-city kids. They probably don't have a lot of clothes, so they're going to be basically wearing what they have over and over again."
1: I know, but the girl in that gang has got some awesome hair. Yeah,
0: that's totally like The the look that everybody went for in a hairband in the '80s—that's what all guys were going for. Was that look? It was like every lead guitarist, like in freaking every hairband back then. (laughs) That's a textbook. He cut out to hide a gun, folks. Your tax dollars at work. (laughs) Carlos Santana seemed pretty impressed by that. So when was Bell Bottoms, like, no longer a thing? Because we still have some pretty bell-looking pants in some of these scenes. That went up to the late 70s, right?
1: Uh, yeah, you get up to about 78, 79. That's when Disco started really kind of fading out.
0: That's Dom's brother they just killed. And again, it's... And there's...
1: Yeah. The... It's, that's the reason you don't wear blue blocker sunglasses.
0: <laughs> so they kill Dom's brother, and then they kidnap... Dom's brother's girl, and then she gets gang-raped by Krebs' gang. Oof. Freaking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> there was that sort of side wipe, but it had a little bit of a design to it. Sorry, Dom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so here's your old switcheroo, because now... Even as bad as these people are, you're kind of on their side. It's the same thing that Rob Zombie does with Devil's Rejects. Only Jack Hill does it better. You're taking horrible people, and and, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. But you're you're taking horrible people, and you end up like, yeah, go get them. (laughs) You're like, wait a minute, you're all bad.
0: (laughs) That works sometimes, but sometimes you just hate. End up hating all of the characters. They have to have some redeeming qualities, and the reason that I've said that Jack Hill does it better is you see this vulnerability where Lace really just decides she wants to have a family, and she wants to do something good with her life with Dom, and she wants to kind of move out of this gang life, and Maggie's just looking to get by because she's in a tough situation because her mom can't afford to live anywhere else, and she's just trying to make the best of a situation that she's in. The only person that really is kind of just all bad is Patch because she's jealous. She's petty. She belittles everybody else around her to make her feel better. She has no redeeming qualities other than she's one hell of a fighter, and that's probably the only reason you'd want her in a game. What do you
1: think, Lace? Yeah. Well, she doesn't, to me, she doesn't get overly excited about anything either. Emotionally, she doesn't get too crazy. She's just stating the point of. Wait a minute, y'all think about what we're doing yeah, here. Yeah, the
0: only thing that she gets a little over the over the top about here patches her jealousy with Maggie, but that's because Maggie yeah. kicked her ass and she right. hates her for it because she can't get vengeance for it. Right. What's the matter, baby? Here's where Robbie Lee does most of her acting through her teeth, but most of us won't notice because we're too busy trying to look at her boobs through the shadows. Yeah. What? <laughs> And if you're not into ladies and you dig the fellas, Dominic's sitting here with his shirt off for you, folks. If
4: you don't like it, then maybe you should find somebody
5: else. I don't want anybody else.
0: There, she barely opens her mouth. (laughs) Nobody does it like Robbie Lee. (laughs) Lee.
5: (laughs) Okay. Hey, Dom, remember the letter? Remember the surprises that I had for you? Yeah. Well, we're gonna have... A- Guess
1: what it is?
5: What? That was a surprise.
0: One of the things that Tarantino latched on is this particular scene, this dialogue that Dom's about to deliver.
4: You'd anything to you away, wouldn't you?
5: No, it's the truth. I swear it. I had the doc check me when I was in the joint.
0: You almost think she got arrested just for the health care. dying in some meat
4: hook hospital, and you got to come up with this <laughs> shit now and dump it on me. I knew it.
5: we had something to hold us <laughs> together.
0: Yeah, here where she's being super vulnerable, she wants to open up and show that she loves him. And what if it is my... he's a prick. You think I'm ready to all frighten some fucking
4: warehouse for two dollars an hour you can have a little brat suck on your tit no thanks baby
5: it's our baby it ain't
4: nothing yet
0: everything was great they don't shy away from this at all it's Maggie and it's all mm. everything
4: everything was lousy
0: this dialogue here is what I was talking about right <laughs> 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 it was lousy it's lousy. Lousy. <laughs> it's probably the best acting that this actor does in the whole film. And it's the real the, the heavy writing that Jack Hill gives him to be able to chomp his teeth into. Call me when it's over. Don't leave me. I love how he just throws a wad of cash at her and says, You know what to do, take care of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> here's where she should have strangled dom and it would have been a full othello thing because it happens in the bedroom and everything but right. this is where she decides to turn on him because she says if you go it's going to turn out bad and it's absolutely true but she could have looked at this saw it and then used it to strangle dom <laughs> if we would have done like the full othello right <laughs> right that'd been perfect So when Ricky and I do a remake of this, folks, don't steal that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This
1: is, to me, this is the thing that you have to tell people about that have never seen it. It's just like, (laughs) where else are you going to see a shootout (laughs) in a roller rink? I mean, that's just, that's brilliant.
0: Roller rinks are still around, believe it or not.
1: we got a few of them.
0: We got a couple here in town, too. One of them is open. Like, it's more of a family-oriented thing. But this used to be, like, a grown-up thing. And then, yeah. I mean, like, roller disco was a really huge thing when disco started hitting. Oh, that yeah. was how roller rinks kept sure. it going, because they would do dance disco dancing on roller skates. Fueled yep. fully by cocaine. Yeah,
1: around 79 or so, that was, you know, it was the big deal. You know, my age group, we were all going roller skating.
0: So, we have to do roller boogie. That was, that
1: was a w- weekend thing.
0: <laughs> we have to do roller boogie. Okay, we can That do. would be so much fun, Richard. Sure. <laughs> and
1: then we could do we could do a double bill. Do that and Xander together. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oof. Maybe back to back. I don't know if I could do them all in one night.
1: Have, have you seen the Apple? Yes, it's
0: terrible. I hate the Apple. Wow. Oh. It's it's.
1: I I still haven't decided if I love it or hate it. I can't can't put my finger on it. It's so bad. It's it's it amazes me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a whole bunch of uh, background about the apple that uh, makes that film really dark. That's a Golan and Globus joint, and it was almost the death. Yeah, I forget which one. I forget which one was the director of it. But whoever it was that was the director. Got super bummed out at how bad it did and how bad people hated it. And he had to be literally talked off a ledge, yeah. he almost committed suicide.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's got a, it's got a history for sure.
0: I had some friends who had me watch that and they they played it over at the house here and I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> I was a big baby about it the whole time. Oh. Uh,
1: I mean this is just great. This is huge. <laughs> the place is full of yeah. people.
0: <laughs> this would get replaced with the mall shootout later on in the 80s. But, I mean, they're firing fully automatic weapons into a crowd with yeah. reckless abandon. Revolvers and everything. And there's passers-by. Just your casual person just getting shot it's, up here. It's, in,
1: it's incredible, yeah. man. It's incredible. It's
0: ridiculous. <laughs> Originally, this was just going to be like a gang brawl. And then people were going to get struck by, like, you know, you know, all this crazy flying back and forth with, you know, throwing punches and stuff. But... Then they changed it in the script later on, and they decided to do it as a shootout. Oh, oh, that's what you oh, and then a kick right oh. to the same area. Like Ricky likes to say on House of Wax, can your movie do this? Can your movie show a pregnant woman get hit right. in the stomach twice in a row and then pause her to lose her baby?
1: Uh, again you think about when this came out
0: 75 and you think
1: about where we're at yeah. now even if you took the even if you took the language and stuff uh, the, the you know more offensive you still couldn't make a movie like this now by any degree
0: you, you couldn't you couldn't get it released fully <laughs> Every rated subject matter they're talking you certainly about. couldn't get like an r rating uh. for it and get it released especially with the level of violence even if you just had the same amount yeah. of effects where it was just basically implied the kind of stuff that's going on in this you couldn't get an r rating Yep. yeah <laughs>
1: Look at that big spoon big spoon necklace. That's not a sign of yeah, anything. That's,
0: that's totally a Coke spoon, man.
1: <laughs> man, that's a big one too. I am
0: totally obsessed with Donuts necklace. That is awesome.
1: He was so proud, you know.
0: This big, like gaudy chain link chains were a real big thing in this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, because you didn't know if you were going to scrap or not.
0: (laughs) Well, the the belts too, the big gaudy chain belts that the ladies are wearing as decoration. My mom had a couple of those, and I tore them apart and then redid some of the links to make a chain wallet when I was a kid. (laughs) I took out the frilly, like, uh, charms and stuff like that and just used the weird shaped chains. I know the
5: roller rink was my idea.
0: This is an interesting turn of events because we already know what Robbie Lee did. We're going to find out later on that her character caused this. But she's allowing poor Joanna Nail's character, Maggie, to take all the blame and feel like it's her fault because it was her idea to do it here. Yep. Yeah. We miss you, mate. I'll, send uh, Pat in a minute. I gotta give her
5: a list of stuff I need. Thank it... you.
0: You notice Patch is holding her hand there and totally being. It's mm-hmm. also the right hand signifying that she is totally the right hand woman in this scenario now. Yep. not even opening her mouth barely at all with this yelling and screaming (laughs) Right. not enough movies have evil characters with eye patches Ricky not enough it's time for a comeback it's an interesting way to give a character a backstory that you never really have to tell them what happened but you always want to know how did they lose that eye because she even says, "Well, the problem is, though, is when you do that. Now you have to
1: explain why. That's well, the, the problem." Just
0: don't do it. Just don't go for it. Let it. Let it out there. Let people I, make it th- up on their own. Because they never say what happened to Patch. That's, that's, she just said she lost her eye for the gang, and that's, that's it. That's the way I yeah, prefer. Totally. Yeah. You know? So
1: when they make the next Aquaman movie, maybe he'll have <laughs> Patch. They did it with Thor. Yeah,
0: know? but they totally showed how it happened with Thor. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: true. Yeah, he didn't just show up and go, hey, what's happening? And have an eye patch, you know.
3: <laughs>
0: I always like when people play on that tradition where you want to figure out how someone like lost a hand or whatever. Like a perfect example of that is Machine mm-hmm. Girl. You know she lost her hand and it got replaced with the, the Gatling gun arm or chainsaw arm or whatever it is with the, the various interchangeable pieces. But the movie constantly goes, well, she got her hand deep fried right here and battered. Is this where she loses her hand? You know, they keep doing that to you, where they keep making you guess, like, when does she lose her hand, goddammit? No. <laughs> they play with that convention where they explain it to you, but they don't actually show it to you until much later, and they play with your mind. I love that.
1: Well, get something straight on it.
0: Or you do the Chubs care. from uh, Happy Gilmore?
1: <laughs> alligator <laughs> bit
0: my hand off. <laughs> that, that he says, that he shows him the head of the alligator that took his hand, and then it ends up killing him. Finally, <laughs> he said, yeah,
1: he, get, he gets his eyeball. <laughs> so maybe the alligator supposed to be wearing an eye
0: patch. <laughs> it all comes back full circle to patches. That's right. Real change. Yep. Had it. We
5: have around here any I've had longer, and we'll have to crawl back. To
4: Half our guys are still
0: out of commission. Oh, the wicker chair. I love wicker furniture.
1: I love the fact that they had this big shootout in a public place and only a couple of people got arrested.
0: Well, and if you listen to when the cops are talking, they don't say big old shootout. They say a bunch of people got beat up because that scene was shot before they decided to change it to a shootout when they had the money to do it. So that's why it's different like that.
1: I mean, there's, there were guys doing, you know, spins on roller skates while blood was just pouring out. <laughs> it's great.
0: I don't know if they got more money that they decided to do it or why they ended up doing it, or if they just got somebody who had the guns that could do the blanks and stuff, but they did. It was pretty great. Oh. We're running this party now. This is the part of the film that I really gravitate towards altogether where the guys aren't willing to stand up they've been defeated and they just kind of bow out and then maggie takes and leads the ladies and throws out all the worthless men after dom's death and decides to take over this is the bit that i love in this film especially seeing donna's dad get kicked in the nads
4: come on bunny
5: let's go not this time cripple dick.
4: god damn it bunny i told you never to call me that it <laughs> ain't true come on Hook.
0: <laughs> i think that's why you got the nickname hook it, folks i think it curves a little too much
5: everybody knows you're cranking hook a tuna
0: <laughs> <laughs> they call him hook for that reason
4: are you coming or not shove off
0: See the guy with the bandage on the back in the background there with the bandage all over his head? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, those two guys. <laughs> You'll never make it. <laughs> when she's sitting in this chair, I want to hear da 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 da. Da-da-da-da.
0: I was expecting her to turn around and demand one million dollars. We ain't gonna
5: be anybody's girls anymore. <laughs> we are gonna be us. You girls know what a Jezebel is? I found it the other day in the dictionary.
0: Really, the only be characters dead. that get to wear different outfits are Patch time. and Maggie. Everybody else gets stuck with a lot of the same clothes.
2: you got another big plan up your sleeve
0: maggie there's a really interesting editing technique that jack hill is using here where you have the wide shot for the dialogue that joanna nail is delivering as maggie and then they cut to patches in the background here or patch to the back in the background there whenever they need to cover up a mistake or to do a difference in the editing uh
1: Well, you get the expression off of her face. Yeah, they cut into a close-up
0: on her, and then then they can kind of cut to whatever take they want to do of the wide angle where she's delivering her speech for Joanna Nail or everybody else is delivering their speeches or their their particular pieces of dialogue. The reason I bring that up is uh, Robert Rodriguez is one of the people that brought that to my attention on a commentary that that's what it is, and I guess he referred to it as the dog shot where you cut to the dog. Just to kind of cover and edit. I, for, I forget who yeah. named it as such, but that's what it's always known. And he took that too literally for his first film, yeah. where he literally had shots of a dog in scenes where he would cut to that. Now, how awesome would it have been if they could have Hell gotten it? Pam Greer as the leader of this group that they go to to make a deal with?
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm sure they probably tried. Well, I don't know.
0: she Was she even? around at this point. 75. This is 75. Yeah, what was... Let's see. Coffee's 73, so yeah. But she might have moved to, on to Greener Pastures by yeah. then and not worked with Jack Hill. Could have been. But I love the idea that this gang is so bad they drove the police out of their own precinct and then took it over like Black Panther style and they're policing their own neighborhood. That's so great. <laughs> This feels like Salt on Precinct 13 a little bit, too, where they're going through an empty freaking yep. cop uh, precinct. It's cool
1: 70s background music. The fuzzy wah guitar. Now, here's your Pam Greer Yep, character. that's exactly
0: who I meant. This lady should have been played by Pam Greer. And yeah. this actress does a wonderful job, but... In my world it, it's totally like a perfect role for a pam greer yeah you'll
2: have to uh excuse my girl
0: they've got mao on one pillar and then they got stalin on the other they're total can't like communist <laughs> <group>. <laughs> yeah. this is another thing that like you totally wouldn't have seen in this era of film you know, in your, your mainstream films, they wouldn't have had a sort of Black Panther-esque type coded characters in their movies. Because they were considered like a terrorist organization for the longest time by the government. <laughs> I know the FBI was all up in arms and worried about them. But that's real
5: good. You know, sooner or later, every woman's bound to find out. The only thing a man's got below his belt is clay. <laughs> Come on, let's
0: talk about it. i love this idea the ladies doing it for themselves These yeah that is girls. mal holy shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i've never noticed that before like i'm not paying attention to the background unless i'm heavily caffeinated you know what i mean I still feel like this is the same warehouse and it's not quite the precinct that they were making it out to be. Because if you look, the room that they're in when they walk in, it has that same curvature that the warehouse. Well, you can, you can see those windows
1: back there in the back, which kind of look like the same style windows. Yeah, for old
0: school warehouses, too. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I wonder how big of a place they must have gotten their hands on. And I wonder if they just build a bunch of different sets. I know they did that for Evil Dead 2 in a gymnasium for most of the sets that they had for that movie. Right. What's yeah. For us? Almost every room of the cabin was built into that gymnasium.
5: You need guns. We can always use more. Well.
0: <laughs> She's wearing like a police uniform and shirt over top of a green turtleneck sweater. When they call. <laughs> <French. laughs> that
5: capitalist gangster. Why do you <laughs> drives around in his teen post truck like he's giving away free food to the poor. Meanwhile he's dealing dope on the side.
0: God, they're really passionate about how much they hate capitalism Yeah
5: we're in for old
0: time somehow I don't think referring to someone as a capitalist drug pusher is really that big of an insult. He's
5: well organized it won't be
1: easy well, I mean, that's the whole point you sell drugs <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, there's nothing more capitalistic than selling drugs, because you are benefiting on the misery of another person. Right. You'll
5: see. Right now it's training time. I'm gonna scrounge up a couple of M16s, courtesy of the next
0: Yeah. This movie just has so many different paces. You have a little mini women in prison film with the little reform school thing when they get busted. Then they get out, and you got this like regular gang structure sort of thing going on with a gang overrunning a school with kids you know in peril then it turns into this revenge plot line and then they get into this whole mix up with this other like communist manifesto type uh, black panther coded group that they have this urban warfare it's like a class warfare trying to push out the drug dealers and have like this sort of socialistic remaking of the neighborhood nobody but Jack Hill will put this in a movie and make it work like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All these weird and a roller, yeah, and shoot a roller ring shootout. That's like the partridge in <laughs> the pear tree right there. <laughs> Notice it's got a cop head. <laughs> Looks like some of the same warehouse walls here that are they just turned into a, yeah, a shooting range that probably possible. just cardboard and they just made a fake shooting range
1: yeah I don't know those walls look pretty real the the you could tell they'd painted over the the junction boxes and stuff there it's like they've been there quite a while
0: who knows maybe they actually did get a hold of a derelict police station too either that or they made it pretty convincing as one
1: well again the the warehouses you, you could shoot probably different walls and use that as you know two walls and then build a petition and there's your room the especially if you change those around, it'll look like a different room. Yeah, you especially
0: know? if uh, your partition is built out of cardboard and some two oh, by fours. You can business. make as many of those as you want. <laughs> <laughs> Just reuse the two by fours and keep putting spray painted cardboard over it. Lousy murders killed my dog. This whole speech is delivered through clenched teeth. <laughs> <Got burned. laughs> and I want you to remember that tomorrow. You hear it? <laughs> We're gonna carve our names. <laughs> <laughs> but oddly enough, she still is able to enunciate. They're looking good, man. You can count on them,
5: like. But I got a
0: favor to ask you. I think Robbie Lee looks an awful lot like uh, Natasha Leone. The Orange is the New Black. She is the uh, ex drug addict. Uh, Lesbian who's always hitting on people and has like the crazy dialogue all the time. She's also in Slums of Beverly Hills and American Pie. Robbie Lee, I maybe it's right. the 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 overbite a little bit and the way that she holds her face sometimes when she's talking. It just kinda reminds me of the way that Natasha leone actually delivers dialogue.
5: Yeah. I guess
0: so. I just want to sit here and watch the movie. I'm running out of stuff to say. <laughs> this is the part where it always
1: where you're trying to catch it. Yeah, it's the part
0: where it always makes your yeah, audience you're shut to catch, up. Catch up on the story. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right. It's all coming to
1: a head. Here,
0: Good for the kitty. I'm starting to wonder if Patch was in any other movies. I'm really kind of struck with her tonight. I'm gonna see. Maybe I can find some stuff with Monica Gale in it. Let's hope.
4: Leave the food alone. Yeah, girls. For more, huh? Hey, Lake,
1: you hear something? Yeah. Yeah, there's your uh, your uh, hair pieces you were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, the
0: tinfoil uh, Princess Leia look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do believe that those were the applets she had on her jacket earlier. Yeah. I think they just found a way to work that into her hair, almost like their barrettes. We
1: even get a little bit of a Keystone Cops pie
0: fight. (laughs) When they run the drug dealers out of the neighborhood. Okay, so there is a bunch of different stuff that uh, Monica Gale was in that I was not even aware of, so I'm going to have to try and find some of these. Maybe we'll end up doing them eventually. Holy crap, Monica Gale was in some adult films. (laughs) There's a pretty famous one named Roxanna from the 70s that apparently Monica Gale was in. I'll have to see if I can track that down, Ricky. We can do some naughty films someday. (laughs) (laughs) Gallagher's dealing out the weapons to everybody. (laughs) See, Krabs has got a different outfit here, so they did change up the outfits a little bit.
1: Yeah, here's where they just grab some extra people and say, "Hey, y'all want to be in a movie? Sure. Do I need to change clothes? No, just wear what you got on."
0: <laughs> this doesn't feel very inner city. This feels like one of those small town sets that they were filming on. But I love this sequence. Yeah, the urban warfare. It
1: almost looks like it almost like in front of the uh, sheriff uh, Sheriff Taylor's office in in. Uh, yeah. show. I mean, look at that Yeah, that right could there.
0: be Mayberry, for goodness sakes. The way the streets are built, it doesn't look like big buildings. Yeah, they're not very big at all. It looks more small town, but this urban warfare where they're shooting back and forth across the streets and this armored vehicle that they made with the yeah. fold up uh, armor plating for.
1: Oh, no, a pinto!
0: <laughs> it's so incredible. This sequence is just so bizarre. This feels more like an Italian Mad Max knockoff film all of a sudden. Exactly. And it predates all yeah. of that. Yeah. <laughs> got some physical fighting techniques oh some chain yeah that looked real that looked like somebody got hit with a chain it was probably a plastic chain that they then did the sound effect for but somebody got cranked with a real chain there well chain links of some sort a real (laughs) yeah the boarded up buildings look great yep Great squib work too. All the shots are pretty believable. All right, that doesn't look so real. (laughs) (laughs) This is Death Wish three, like ten years before that even came out. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, very much. And that's like my favorite of the series. If anybody would probably know.
1: I just love that when you're in serious battle, what you wear a toboggan.
0: <laughs> well you gotta keep your head warm and your hair out of your eye when you're, you know, patch. It It's to look like an accident. But it's gotta happen
1: now. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, really.
0: There's no way to prove that it was not the ace the the like the AR I was gonna say AR fifteen, but it's clearly M 16s that There's no way to prove that it's not the M-16s that Krabs men had. They're not going to do a bullet comparison.
5: Just ask you a
0: Does it look to you like Krabs just peed himself there?
1: Yeah, yeah, very much. I don't know if that's for him out there fighting around the, the turned over food and stuff or if that's actual...
0: It would be kind of interesting if they would have made that more no, 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 obvious that like as soon as she way gets way him, way pinned, way with him pinned with the gun, he, he, he pees himself. It. But, yeah, it's not in this scene. It's, it was earlier where it looked like he had a little bit of liquid down his leg, but then they cut to here and it's dry. All right, so
1: here's a problem. She's standing on the backside of him, but she shot him. But it shot him through the front.
0: Yeah. As if she shot him through the back, out the front, but it doesn't quite work that way.
1: It, it looked like she shot him through the front. Yeah, though, I know. They, but she's on the backside. Yeah, of him, they yeah.
0: totally messed that up. It was supposed to be... I think they crossed the line and the editing didn't quite work. Those totally look like little chunks of aluminum foil they just put in her hair. That's really a bad idea. (laughs) I love the spiky dog collar and the spiked knuckles on her gloves. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it's, it's that thing. You even hear Bruce Campbell talk about it in the first Evil Dead movie of you're trying to wear things that you think will be timeless. These will never go out of style. So you're trying these things that are not normal because you're hoping to predict a style that will still look good, you know, 10, 15 years from now. But, you know, it it never works that way.
0: Yeah, you always end up screwing up and you end up making this weird alternate reality.
1: Right. But that's really the thinking behind wearing what they're wearing. Because like you said, this is 75. This This is Bell Bottom's time.
0: Yeah, and it's around the time that, you know, punk rock starts really coming into its own, and maybe they're getting influenced by some of those styles, you know, trying to pull some of that in with the spikes and things like that, and some of the leather. Also, metalheads start wearing more spiky bracelets and stuff around this time, too.
1: But well, and but that's again, that's kind of focusing on this gang life thing. These are the these are the things they would wear, the tough, you know, chains on your leather jacket and all that kind of stuff. So it it's that mindset which you know, seventies gangs, that's that's kind of what they were like.
0: And you definitely had even greasers back in the day with their leather jackets would have a chain around it, especially the biker types. You even see the you, you see that even in the Marlon Brando movie The Wild One, a couple of his buddies had chains around their jackets. Yeah, I mean, at you. Yep.
2: I'm
0: sorry, right? Yep. Always ready to scrap, man. That's that's the
1: the mindset. Now listen. Both of them
0: are. Robbie Lee to... does crazy eyes a little too well. Oh, that that creeped to... me out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> she, well, well, she has a very <laughs> Linda Blair
1: look about. her. Yeah. You
0: yeah. Know? <laughs> like a love child between and there's shots. Where, uh, sorry, like a love child between right. Natasha Lyonne and. <laughs> And Linda Blair is what Robbie Lee looks like.
1: Yeah. And when when her hair's down straight, she looks very much like Reagan in, in The Exorcist, you know, just a little yeah. older.
0: Man, this film moves at quite the pace, too. We're coming up right on the very end of it. Hmm? It moves really well. Like, we're yeah. talking, we're at about an hour and 18-ish or so minutes into the film. We've got less than 11 left, and this film's coming to a conclusion on us. with some jazz flute. (laughs) (laughs) Jethro Tull's in the house, man. Jethro Tull is in the house. (laughs) Hey, Aqualon! (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. Feeling just fine. Bonnie's (laughs) checking on lace. Hey, did you see
5: our (laughs) cake?
0: Making sure she's okay. She's got got static in her hair. Wavy hair in background. bunny wants to cut the cake (laughs) Uh, this is the only podcast i'm going to sing on that much
1: sing away man sing away
0: well we both did vocals and bands in the past so you know that's going to probably happen either one of us is going to probably just start singing all of a sudden for no reason have
2: this
1: one You notice that uh, Donut just got slapped again. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of why she's Yeah, here. Donut's the punching bag of the
0: gang, <laughs> the poor girl.
1: And she never even bats an eye. She doesn't, she doesn't, like, oh, that hurts. She just kind of goes, here, have my beer.
0: <laughs> Core's Original, man, that's a banquet beer. That's the, that's the hey, shit right there. Why so uh, is this back when they were actually tin cans back? with aluminum lining? Yeah? What? I believe so. <laughs> that's crazy.
5: Didn't shoot, uh, crabs by mistake. Yeah,
1: crushing a can on your forehead or whatever was not that easy back then.
0: Yeah, it's super easy now because it's all aluminum and it's super thin and pressed out. Those cans were hardcore. You got right. hit with a can back then. It wasn't a big. It wasn't like, you know, no small thing. Not like getting hit in the head with a bottle would be though. But still, <laughs> it was. Those were heavy back then.
5: Or something in our own special
0: way me i owe her more than any of you i'm digging robbie lee's little superman curl in the middle of her forehead in this scene
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. see
0: donut wants some more cake <laughs> donut did a spit take don't
2: drizz-
1: mess up man. my chorus. <laughs> yeah, she
2: even saved your ass late. Yeah, she did that to cover herself, man. She was Crab's girl all along. We checked. I don't believe it.
0: You knew it. Oh, a little disbelief in the glue D- cl- in the group. do dissidents well while robbie lee's character lace was in the hospital that whole time after the miscarriage all maggie did was try and get things together that so that they could get revenge because she felt so guilty about screwing up and all the other girls saw that so they know that what they're saying here is not true because maggie clearly is the one that set up all of this stuff to take crabs out I guess not donut stands up for herself Let me up. Let me talk. Let talk. I'm going to have to rewrite Aqualung But it's all about Donut Hey, why not? I have to call it like Don't slap Donut or something I don't know <laughs> This sequence makes me wince Still to this day Oh, oh god, yeah. This, yeah, is yeah. So this is so fucking hard is, to watch this. Man Yeah <laughs> oh. I know the cigarette's probably out, but the way that they do the makeup and the way that they still make it smoke somehow, what? and Joanna Nail sells it so well, and you just know how bad that would hurt to have a lit cigarette get shoved into your belly button, man. She said it's no good. We're not
5: buying it, not from you or Donut either. I didn't mean it. They made me
1: say it. I- I'm sorry. <laughs> it's roulette, so donut didn't mean it.
0: Donuts weak of character. There's those uh, tiger knives again. So if anybody out there's got a line on a good tiger knife, yeah. just let me know. Especially one that's vintage from this era, like the late seventies or like late sixties, early seventies. I really want one of these. What about you, me to slice off some of
5: that
0: extra blubber? A whole lot of talking through her teeth here.
1: So you're kind of getting the whole, uh, you know, kind of clockwork orange thing here. I can't lose my handle on the group here. They still got to fear me.
0: That's what she's trying. And she wants to see if somebody's going to step up and try and fight her for the control of the gang. Yeah. I love that this fight happens and Maggie never buttons up her pants, never buttons down her shirt. She does this entire fight in a state of disrobe. Oh. So you were wrong. There was
5: nothing between me and Tom.
0: This is pretty realistic too. Wrapping the jean jacket around your arm to use as like a defense yeah. against a oh, knife. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get the blade caught up in the jacket so that you can pull it away or take it out of their hands. I'm not saying I've seen actual knife Come- fights, but that's what I have heard. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that out there because I don't know how the Statute of Limitations works on that sort of thing, Rick. <laughs> There's a couple scenes where you can tell that they're stunt people with some of the kick. Yeah, a couple yeah. of dudes.
3: <laughs>
0: but, yeah. but a lot of these a lot of these like <laughs> lunges with the knives and the way that they're doing the physicality to each other, this is both the actresses. Sure. And it's I mean it seems kind of desperate and just kind of going for it and seeing what you can do to get this to happen. But some of this uh, fighting actually feels real. I mean, it feels like two people actually going to try and kill each other with knives because you would screw up. You would be sloppy. You wouldn't be perfect like this. You'd be scared. You'd be nervous.
1: And what I love about it too, is you don't have the Hollywood
0: background
1: music. I mean, it's just no sound. They're just going. Yeah. At and all
0: the sound is them panting and yelling at each other and, The squealing and the the swipes of the knives and stuff. And these two cut the hell out of each other. This is a brutal fight. Even when they turn into stuntmen. And they're obviously stuntmen. (laughs) And this silhouette work to close out the fight that we're about to see is some of the most amazing stuff on film. So well done and so brilliant to be able to get away with doing a stab on the cheap like they do it looks so realistic the only thing it was missing was just a little bit of a liquid squirt to make it feel like there's blood coming out right after that
1: little raspberry jam on the wall back there yeah like it would have hit
0: the wall from the shadow even that would have been so wonderful but they probably didn't have the time to do it that was still really well done and it's a really great way of doing something quick to show you how someone could get killed and then all they have to do is put the actual knife wound down and some blood and you're good to go That's, that's it that's all it takes and it's important to point out, too, Maggie is all sliced up. Lace had the upper hand for most of that fight. She just screwed up once, and Maggie jumped on it and killed her.
4: time is murder, honey. You play by my rules. You're nobody now.
5: We're the Jezebels. That's so. <laughs> I
4: thought there were no gangs around here. What about you?
2: Jezebel. And you? Jezebel. Jezebel. Jezebel 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 What about you? She ain't with us I love that Sure
0: I am <laughs>
5: I always been I don't know her That's right
0: Don't know her The one thing that she wanted The only thing that Never she identifies with that. The gang that she gave up her eye for really? And they all turned their back Jezebel. on her Because she turned their back, her back on them all Right you notice how no, and the no one rounds this, up Donut there in the background.
1: The is, I was about to say, the sequel to this is Donut Revenge.
0: <laughs> now, Jack...
1: She just goes around slapping everybody.
0: <laughs> now, Jack Hill was kind of talking about how he regrets this little speech at the end that Joanna Nail does. He feels like it's a little over the top, but I love it. This gets me going. No.
1: Let me get yeah.
3: You
5: I love
0: this.
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: she should be saying pigs with this no the sequel the sequel to this would be Maggie getting out of prison and actually doing what the the Black Panther group the, the coded Black Panther group did there too where she takes over her yeah. territory and runs the cops out that would be pretty great incredible alright so this is Switchblade Sisters folks we're into the credits right now oh my god I love this movie Rick Yeah, me too, man. All right, so we're going to do ratings. Is that going to be our thing? We're going to give it a number. We can do the arbitrary number. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 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 I'm going to give it uh, 17 out of 20 slaps to Donut's face.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to give it 45. It's going to be bad.
0: (laughs) Out of how many? It's going to be bad. Uh, (laughs) yeah you definitely like this movie yeah and here they're even credited as the jezebel so there we go folks this is uh absolutely what a fucking movie this is yeah yeah
1: and you know in the back of your mind you're always hoping that somebody will make something in the spirit of this but you just know that it's not gonna it's not gonna be the same you you can't replace that frame of mind when you were making these movies you know that's that's the hard part of it and i think that's why these movies still stand up like they do i mean you know things age some effects are not as good some of the dialogue probably doesn't hold up as well as it should but but the real magic moments that are in these films eh, you know you there's nothing you can even put in the same level
0: with them yeah absolutely i i think i'm more of a positive outlook that there are filmmakers that are trying to go this direction some of what Sonia is doing with like green room and uh blue ruin and stuff yeah. like that. And then also um, oh, what's the guy? I can't remember the guy's name, but he did bone Tomahawk and he also did brawl and cell block 99. I can never remember his actual right. name, but that guy oh, really yeah. emulates. I mean, it feels like you're watching that movie from that it's, era. It's yeah.
1: It's definitely got a, yeah, it's got a grand house feel to it. Yeah, absolutely. Man, bone yeah. tomahawk.
0: And took and, <laughs> and like the reason that I bring that up is because bra and cell block 99 gives me the same kind of good, warm feelings watching that movie that this movie did. It feels a lot the same. Yeah. It has that almost like you shouldn't be watching this. I can't believe they put this on film kind of feel to it. And at the same time, it has these cheap girls right. of like, oh, my God, that looks so fake. But he did it, uh, you know, because that's the money he had. And he said, fuck it. That's let's just do it. We'll go for it. What the hell? Yeah. right. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to talking more of these kind of crazy movies with you, Ricky. Definitely. Uh, this was so oh, yeah. much a blast and I hope everybody yeah. else enjoyed this commentary as well.
1: Yeah. And, uh, like we say, you know, tell everybody about this. If you're, if you're in the Patreon system, get other people involved. I mean, the, the, we're kind of trying to do this specifically for that, to just try to get more people to, you know, to back up Legion podcasts so we can do more great things together as a group. And, uh, Yeah, just spread the word. You did. Yeah, especially
0: if you have a lot of fun listening to us (laughs) sing along, man. Go ahead. Tell everybody about what we're doing here. (laughs) You know, you just got to get on the Legion Patreon. You'll get instant access to a lot of these commentaries, and we're not the only ones doing them. So check them out, folks, and uh, tell all your friends about us. All right? Doing it for Legion. (laughs) Singing lots of aqua lung knockoff lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to end this show.